the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bolverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome to Milberger's Gardening. Our phone number 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, and we're live here at Millburgers at 1604 on Bulverde Road. That's it. Okay. Uh, where uh, uh, we've uh, had a good morning of gardening talk. David Rodriguez was here. We appreciate him doing a good job, and lots of good questions. I sat there for the last half hour. And Did you? Yeah. How was how the audience in this heat? What's that? The audience was good. Was it? Yeah. Uh, probably had about mm, maybe 15 people, and uh, they were asking a lot of good questions. So now 50? 15, one five. Oh, okay. All right, and uh, yeah, asking lots of good questions and uh, um, talking, let's see, we ended up talking about peppers, nematodes, and asparagus. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so... Uh, so and that's, and we, and, and when I got here, yeah. and some of the staff, we there were no chairs, and I had forgotten about David being here, so we yeah. so we went around and collected more chairs, and then we we got here just the same as when Milton started. yeah walked in with chairs walked in with the chairs from David's presentation. Yeah, so let's see. So David is going to be here again. By the way, uh, let's go with to uh, next month because I think he's here. Uh, it's, I know it's in September. I just don't remember the date off the top of my head. And it is the, uh, looks like to be the 23rd that David will be here. And he'll be doing part two of this uh, of Cool Weather Vegetables uh, seminar. So, and, a- and actually getting into the cool weather. Vegetables. Mm-hmm. Winter yeah. Vegetables. Hopefully it'll be a little cooler. Broccoli and kale and let's see cauliflower. What, let's see what uh, weather.gov is saying about the weather. I saw uh, KSATs. Uh, stuff so let's see what uh let's see what we got here uh because uh it looked like we were gonna although they said it was not going to be a drought buster uh houston i saw a headline for houston oh really that uh made it sound like it might be but uh i didn't i didn't get a chance to read the whole article so let's see on tuesday so nobody can poo poo this jerry's on his way but running a little late Chance of showers, thunderstorms possible after 1 p.m., partly cloudy, uh, blah, blah, blah. Chance of rain, 40% Tuesday, 20% Tuesday night, 20% Wednesday. I think it's gone down. I think I had seen 60. Oh, that's, really? Yeah, it's yeah. disappointing. Yeah, it is. Rabbin, stubborn, mama stubborn. Yeah, I hate to curse like that, but. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, well, what's, what's going sets on? Sets back me, my personality when I hear you do that. <laughs> 
Yeah. So anyway, 210-308-8867. Tell us what's going on in your gardening world. Well, tomatoes are hanging on. Are they? Poor tomatoes. And peppers. uh, Keeping them, have to keep them watered. Uh, once once a day, basically, is what I'm doing, the tomatoes and the peppers. Um, and the zinnias, zinnias are looking good. They like the heat as long as they Is that right? Find, and David was talking water. about zinnias, too, by the way. Yeah, really? Yeah, they just came up. I think they came up as uh, nematode. Are zinnias nematode or that's marigolds? Or nematode? Oh, marigolds, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's a, here at Millburgers, we've got uh, both uh, those, uh, the small... Marigolds um, uh, with the blooms on there, and then the uh, larger ones with the, just the foliage there. And uh, yeah, well, not only, do you, but that's right, we use it as a tool uh, to fight nematodes. Uh, and so that that's kind of interesting. What did David say? Anything neat? No, he was talking about how it all worked. Uh, uh, and if I understood correctly, uh, the marigolds release an enzyme that attracts the females, and then I guess the females attract the males, and then does the enzyme kill them eventually, or they just go to a different plant than the one that you don't want them to go to? Yeah, I'm not sure. They okay. just don't. They don't. Uh, they don't reproduce. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, uh, I mean, they they don't. They don't. Uh, the population doesn't grow. It's not a. It's not one of those uh, um, treatments that uh, ends all participation by the. But it does the, control the population. It's, it's one that. Uh, it's, the, the claim is that it. It does uh, assist. I've in past years I've I've done it and I think Jerry has too, and uh, it's. It uh, there's some effect, some noticeable effect, but uh, again, it's uh, uh, timing is a, a key part, and you got to plant them really thick to uh, accomplish what you're about, and so, and then the uh, well, the other thing is the marigolds in the fall um, are mo- we plant those for the. Uh, an nematode for the uh, fact that this. We is were just talking time. about you. Could you hear us on the speaker? Oh, oh, that's okay. Well, grab the mic if you'd like for a second. Uh, yeah. How are you guys doing today? We're doing good. We were just. Yeah. I, was, I was just bragging on you uh-uh. that I'd seen the last half hour of your presentation. And did you learn anything, Milton? Which I did. Yeah. So, yeah, but he didn't I, learn. Well, I, I, I just asked him it. the question. Apparently, about I forgot it between here and there. You want me to get you a chair? Do you need uh, a chair? No, we're good. <laughs> okay, yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. he was asking me, he was talking about zinnias, and oh, I said, yeah. oh, David brought up zinnias, or wait, was it marigolds? No, fall As, marigolds, fall zinnias, get them planted. But yeah, you said get them planted, but you're also talking about for nematodes? Oh, the taggates, the little marigolds in the springtime. Yeah, oh, okay, okay. And I was trying to explain how it um and a marigold. How it worked, and I—I I, I don't think you did good. You had—you didn't hear me. No, no. Fe- <laughs> What's that? Well, no, as uh, I was just saying, that Millburgers here, we got, um, we got the marigolds with some with blooms and then some without blooms, and now is the time, the better, yes. the best time to plant marigolds. Yes, get them while you can get them. Definitely, that's when it co- when it starts cooling down. 
They're going to have spectacular flowers. Yeah, it's going to go bottom. down to 98 by the... No, no, no. We're, it's, the rain's coming, Calvin, and the yeah. temperatures are cooling down. And Dr. Yeah, Parsons is here, too, so it's all good. <laughs> I don't think he believes it's ever going to rain again. No, Every time we bring up rain, he, he, he poo-poo's it's it. It's coming back. It's coming back. Yeah. Oh, and David did a great job. You can back. tell he's a radio professional now. No, we had He a- said, part two is coming up. And uh, then he said, you know, so before we leave, I just want to tell you the most important thing that you can do is... Oh, we've run out of time. Join me next uh, next <laughs> month. <laughs> yeah, it's part two. No, we had a... Yeah, good, as good, hot as it is, we had a pretty good, good crowd, crowd, and they were asking lots of questions. Yeah, it's up. Well, you're getting to sound just like the extension service people. <laughs> what? He, says a, keep he at, said the crowd was keep, there, keep huge. adding numbers. And right so he said, he, he said 15. I thought he said 50. He said, no, it was more than 15. You think it was more than 15? Yeah, yeah. it was probably 30, I said, well, yeah, you're right. 30, you're 40, right. 50, 50 is pretty good yeah, for this yeah, kind of weather. Yeah. Yeah. There was standing room only. When we do our reporting, <laughs> 50. Uh, it was more than 15. But it was good questions. When you got there, they started to leave for some reason. I don't know why they started to leave when I got there. Yeah, I got there and sat down, and people were picking up their notebooks, and well, ah, I'm out of here. This guy, I don't I, like it. I got here, and there were no chairs. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so the, some of the staff and I went or started going around the nursery looking for chairs, and then we rounded up enough, and then that's when uh, Milton got Got back with some of the chairs from your presentation. Oh, that's why he was there. Now I know <laughs> why he's there. But uh, we're telling folks this is probably the last batch of um, excuse me tomatoes that they can get. So they better get them pretty quick. Here. And what, what they have in inventory are very nice. All the Tycoon, Ruby Crush, Celebrity, Red Snapper, the good ones. They look good. They look just like those that are in the garden. They now look good, but they need to get them they compact get them. and look like little Christmas trees. And so I think after this weekend, this week, uh, that's that's it. You know, you're not going to find them, and it's getting a little bit too late to plant them. Too. But the good the good news, uh, I think you agree with me, and Cherry and I. The good news is the when the weather breaks and we get some cool nights, doesn't take those tomatoes long to. Yeah. To recover and widen their leaves and do some growth and set some fruit. Yeah, so. Uh, just yeah, you, Jerry, you were keep sure. Keep going forward and plant, right, sir? Yeah, there you go. You, uh, you're right about those uh, uh, determinants. You can sure tell which ones are the Ruby Crush and the Thunderbirds. They're yeah. all, they've, you know, they've set in. Blooming at the top, yeah. Yeah, with lots of blooms. That ruby, well, both those tomatoes, ruby crushes for the get the kids involved in that Thunderbird. I'm pretty excited about them. They're good tomatoes. And yeah, we heard you were tomatoes. beside yourself with uh, some of the new varieties of plants that were coming out that you learned about uh, two weeks ago at uh, T T L N A T N L A, the Texas Nursery and Landscape Association. Oh, T N L A. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the expo was last week, and uh, that was we, Trace. We had a well. He said David was excited. Oh. We had a, oh, that's right. David talked Wednesday to the green industry, standing room only, and we're yeah. rejuvenating the Texas, getting them excited again on the Texas Superstar Plant Program. So keep okay. it going, keep it going. When keep when, it going. Are, when, uh, when 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 are y'all going to have a meeting, or did you have it last week? Um, they're going to have a probably the meeting in, in uh, November at Peterson's again this year. They're thinking about having it. Okay, again, so. I'm talking about the Texas Superstar. 
Um, uh, meeting. I'm not sure. I got to check on I that. Thought, I thought Greg told me that. Uh, I think we're going to Lubbock, but I can't go also. Yeah, that's yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I got to give him an opportunity. Yeah. I got, the whole state, the whole state. Yeah. I got uh, a present from you. For okay. you. From Mr. Jack Hoover? From Mr. Jack Hoover. Uh, he, Jack was the one that... What's that? Yeah, I don't know. You may want to have him open it first. Open it for me. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna, I've learned my lesson. But it's anyway, probably full of stink bugs. <laughs> okay, and, cool. Jack Jack was the one that has packaged all our plants uh, oh, of nice. seed and whatever. I sent you an email that our volunteers would have done that. Yeah. You didn't see that email I sent you? What did what did, what is uh, the the things that they're using drones? He delivered this there with drones. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, Jack. Uh, Grew some. He doesn't have a big garden. Up there. Okay, so uh, he grew some uh, Crawford lettuce. Uh, oh, nice for this for this year. So maybe my part two presentation in late September. There you go. Yeah, we can talk so, about this, right? Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. Now the problem is, <laughs> problem. if there is a problem, uh, uh, Jack did it, screen them as good as he could to get the thrash out. Uh-huh. But he didn't get them as clean as they do at Wild Seed. We, you know, we usually send it over there. Oh yeah, yeah. But it's he, but it's clear. It's clean enough to. The I world. I keep reminding him that uh, the way our our weatherman Steve Brown used to do it, he just had this big, super this big uh, shopping bag, and he just took the whole tops of the, the <laughs> lettuce off. He, those that he even bothered to harvest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then when when it was. When he had a spot to plant it, he just poured some of the fluff and everything out. And yeah, they always grew. But that's hard to get in a package, Calvin. I know, I know, but, <laughs> but you don't always better have to do a package. Better that's than Jack's a good man. I'm glad he keeps it going. So, so I'm, I'm going to be holding this. Yeah. Where well, you going to? Uh, maybe I'd, I'd just go ahead and let him package it the way it is, okay. fluff okay. and everything. We'll, we'll, we'll do it. And uh, I have another sieve I can. Uh, See if I can see them one more time. Okay, that, good. That a long time ago from Paul Cox. and uh, Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> okay, but uh, it's going to be a while before we need to plant lettuce. Well, David, will But, but, but it's going to cool down, right? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. 98. That's the high on Tuesday. No, I think by mid-September, y'all are going to be surprised. Yeah. Um, right. I hope so. <laughs> uh, by at least October 1st. Let's I see. Hope. Ay, ay, ay. is right. Yeah, but it's not, actually today is not horrible. Yeah, uh, it's, until, it's humid. Until an hour from now. Yeah, and then it'll be hot. Yeah. yeah, it's only supposed to be 106 today. Yeah. Oh, I only saw 103, you know. 103? Oh, yeah, okay. That's nothing. David, you want I know. You want to talk a little bit about things that are coming up before we well, go to break? Um, just uh, thank you, Millburgers. You know, they we're starting our uh, series here, so both on the Millburgers website as well as the Bear County Extension Service website, and uh, not only what we do here at Millburgers, but other places here and there throughout the area. Uh, different topics from Vegetable Garden, Texas Superstar Plant Program, Lawn Management, and more. So um, try to take advantage of that, and uh, a lot of good good things set, trying to and keep you, going forward with these presentations. Mm-hmm. And you um, mentioned last time you gave us a report on the Youth Garden. Yeah, the uh, Phil Harberger starts uh, soon here on the Tuesday, and then the the Children's Garden on Saturday. 
um, at the beautiful botanical garden. So uh, I hope this weather breaks a little bit, you know, because but I, I, it's hot. It's yeah. hot, and and trying to keep everyone safe too with this this heat's a challenge because uh, hundred 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 hundred. Yeah. You know, so it's like. But uh, you got you just keep going forward. That's all we can do. You know? I wonder traditionally this this year has not been very traditional. But I wonder traditionally when uh, summer breaks. I know August is hot, and so we're in September fifteenth. Is it September fifteenth? Really? Break, break out. Yeah, because September. I always think it's going to be the minute we get to September. I always think it's going to get yeah nice out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's not until. The end after you've kind of given but, up on but September. The, the thing is, it seems like it's starting earlier in May and going into October now. Maybe. No. So it's like, ay, 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 we're losing a month this way and we're losing another. So I hope yeah. it doesn't stay like that. No. That's a new trend. But it is still weather. Yeah. So things change. Right, yeah, sir? there you go. And we will we will adjust if as necessary. All we can do. <laughs> but uh, y'all guys have a great weekend. Thank and, you, sir. Uh, Burgers has a lot of good seasonal inventory, so y'all come on by, too. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, guys. All right, man. We're going to take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 a.m. This is The Answer. South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer. Turn this down. What? Turn it down. A little bit. That's good. No, I didn't do anything. All right. So let's see where th- your ship is then. Is this, how's that? Okay. That's okay? Yeah. All right. 210. No, I can't hear anything. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Or come by and visit with us at 1604 on Boulevard. Can you hear him? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're not hearing me? Uh, Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. Okay. All right. What you got going on over there? (laughs) I was just uh, glancing over uh, Calvin's article. And and found a very insightful uh, line in his uh, in his write up here about digging to lawn issues before replacing turf. Well, that's a, that's something that we uh, I guess we hear every single show. I think that somebody's talking about replacing their lawn. Yeah, and then. When you start doing the detective work like we do, it's not always the answers. Hey, we we got a call real quick. Hang on to Calvin's okay. insightful article. David is on the line at 210-308-8867. Hey, David, welcome to Millburgers. It's a different David. Oh. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Hey, well, not too bad. Uh, yeah, by the way, uh, yeah, the League of Davids uh, are on the line today, so. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you all hey. met last week and decided to call in? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, well, uh, what I was interested in, uh, you know, realizing the the heat uh, just continues at this point, I was listening. Uh, I hate to be unfaithful, but I was listening to another garden show this morning. Oh, that's okay. Shame on you. And they had a garden. Hang, up, had, hang up on him. 
they had a uh, caller uh, call in, and he had put in some incredible amount of work, and all he got were a few measly tomatoes. And, uh, you know, of course, you could tell him, well, gee, you've got $75 tomatoes. That's not too bad. But at least the guy's got some experience in what it's like to actually have to deal with hellish drought conditions. And uh, so... Um, I'm wondering, you probably could take it a few different directions, but would the seeds from, uh, you know, such tomatoes be more heat-resistant than the ones that uh, shriveled up early? Is no. there a way of... No. Good good idea, though. But uh, Yeah, it's interesting. They're, they're genetically programmed, uh, and the seed is, too. Uh, so, so, but not to uh, environmental characteristics. Uh, but uh, they, they'll still produce a seedling next spring, which will probably uh, yeah, uh, re, uh, re, be, be very similar to the plant that you planted. It'll and, be will it be the same heat setter that is no. planted? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It has the mother. Yeah, but won't be more. Yeah, yeah it won't be any better. Okay. Well, at least the guy's got some experience. You know, he was ready to just cut his losses and never do it again. But, you know, if this is continuing, you know, the price of a tomato may get up to $40 a piece anyway. So, Well, the tomato market was pretty close to that now. These last two years has been tough. Yeah. So if if we ever get the weather breaks for us or if we if we do, if this guy or some of the other gardeners that are are working hard on it. If we ever do find the answers, we'll uh, it'll be a bonanza for sure. Right. Yeah. Well, just along those lines. Yeah. I mean, people may be disappointed this year, but uh, don't turn it under yet. Uh, yeah. You know, keep practicing. You're you're going to get it yeah. right eventually. <laughs> well, we were. I was just thinking about Jerry and I, and uh, Trace. Where we we ate about. Uh, Fourteen gallons of ruby. ruby <laughs> yeah, y'all are wolfing that down. So those tomatoes. That trace is weird. Yeah, they, those tomatoes made it. Oh yeah. But it, they, I mean, they were heat setters. They got they got their fruit set fast before this weather yeah. got crazy, and uh, so at least at least we have the some of us have the memory of of, <laughs> of the tastiest tomatoes around. Yeah, I haven't looked today, but uh, last last weekend uh, they had some nine sixty eight. Hmm. Nine sixty eight. What is that? That's, that's a that's a cherry. Yeah, that's the oh, other. Oh, I see. Okay. No, the, the other cherry that we rate as top tasting. Yeah, and it's a it's a little bit larger plant, even though it was sent to me as a dwarf. But uh, uh, it doesn't seem to be showing the heat sensitivity as Ruby Crush out here on the on on the sales uh, uh, block. So if you wanted, and now are you from this neck of the woods? Oh no, I'm I'm out in California. Yeah, and uh, oh. yeah, listening online. I call every once in a while. Cool. But, uh, okay. Good. No, I've been hearing about the what are you what are you into the fortieth days right now of, uh, yeah. of the, your heat spell? Yeah. <laughs> so what are you growing in California? <laughs> oh uh, well, we've got a uh, a rooftop 
uh, and it's got uh, uh, f- uh, 40 acres up there, but it's kind of tied to uh, Harry Potter, you know, and you go up this uh, <laughs> secret elevator, and then you got uh, cattle and sheep up in there. and uh, Wait a minute. Great huh. forests. and uh-huh. Wow. And it's well, that's all interesting. In the, all wow. on top of a, a roof. I'm yeah. getting to question the question the facts here. Yeah. California <laughs> and Harry Potter and 40 <laughs> acres. And. Yeah. But, uh, no, seriously, you know, it's um, I, I, I live in an apartment, so there's not a lot I can do. i got a couple of house plants, but uh, yeah. I can Ooh. dream, can't I? Do you have sun? You could, you could, you could do a 968 in a container. We have to. You'll have to find the the VHN 968s, but they probably won't be able to do that. Why in California they can't? Oh. Well, uh, you know, it, it it you're probably right. I've got. I'm lucky enough to have both east and south face on my uh, uh, my windows, but it's not like a bay window. So I either get uh, the uh, the morning sun or I get the uh, the midday sun. But it's not, you know, full day. You know, it's kind of a shame. In the very beginning, uh, when I moved in that building, uh, there was an organization called the Green Gardens Project. And uh, they put a rooftop garden up in there. And uh, and people were, you know, they were growing all sorts of stuff up in there. But some dang fool decided to have a barbecue up there and then mm-hmm. left left it unattended. Mm-hmm. And, boy, it caught that whole deck on fire, and they've never rebuilt it. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was a real shame, but yeah, rooftop gardens are a real possibility out here. But yeah. you know, you got to kind of. I'm I'm in San Francisco, and we get a certain amount of, uh, uh, of sunlight, but we get yeah, we'll of, give you some of our sun. Yeah, I'll bet. I, I was uh, when I was in the army. I was in stationed in Monterey at the Defense Language Institute. Oh sure, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, we had about. Uh, I think I think I remember specifically the two days of sun we had over <laughs> right. the two years yeah. I was there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a funny place down there because it's uh, uh, you know John Steinbeck and all the different uh, uh, authors and, and uh, you know famous musicians and and uh, artists from down in that cool area. Cool weather, sure. But it is a little chilly. I I, I remember uh, John Steinbeck. Uh, he he wrote that book uh, Cannery Row. And uh, and there, there are people named in there that were real people back then. He hmm. was, you know, putting in his neighbors. So I was lucky enough to uh, go up to some of the original houses of Cannery Row. And and yeah. when you think of that fog line, it was you know they were all shaded in anyway, and then fog. And it's it's beautiful, but you can end up with a lot of depression because you don't get a lot of uh, you know if you don't get a certain amount of sunlight, you're really gonna go kind yeah, of stir crazy. Right. Yeah, so it's, uh, you know, that's when, uh, I, I don't know if the fishermen had it uh, had it better off because it, further out to ocean they'd go, uh, you know, they'd get a little sunlight out there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you got to be prepared for it. <laughs> well, cool. Thanks, David. Yeah, hey, no thanks for calling. Yeah, and look for some $75 tomatoes. And, yeah, there uh, you yeah. go. Okay. The audience we'll got to give up. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you look for the VHN 968s. Oh, yeah, we'll do. I'll look for it. Okay, Thanks. bye. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll free. It's 866-308-8867. That was interesting. Our, Californ- yeah. our California caller, we got a, a Dallas connection, a North Texas connection, and we now have a California connection. <laughs> I'm, 
We won't tell Trace about it, though. I don't. I don't think they'll be buy, buying many BHN. Well, I don't know. <laughs> from Dallas us. people come in here. Yeah, but, yeah, but did you, <laughs> California is not Dallas. Oh, okay. <laughs> did you uh, look at the tomatoes as you walked in? Or had they still got? I just look. I just looked at uh, the fact that they they look pretty good, and okay. the, fo- the foliage was doing exactly the same stuff as yeah. mine are doing in the garden and in yeah. the containers. Yeah, look like little Christmas trees. Uh. <laughs> uh, but they're and it's some some of the selections are doing better than the others. Yeah, and it, a, lot, a lot of it has to do with how much sun they're getting too. Yeah. So I don't I don't um, remember. Well, I can remember that we used not to have that. I don't know whether, of course, we used to grow tremendous crops of uh, fall tomatoes out at uh, Versta Farms in our, at Von Army, 35 South. But uh, we, hadn't had a, we hadn't been able to have a fall crop uh, in quite a while. Not, not like the old days. Uh-uh. So uh, and and I, this leads to saying that uh, we never saw tomatoes do like they do in this extremely hot temperature. Uh, first time we saw it, or I saw it, uh, I thought it was herbicide damage or virus. Uh huh. But it's it's just, it comes. It's what happened we, year we, after year. You and I started talking about it about ten years ago. I Is think. that what? Was that yeah, that or maybe 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 eight years or not. Yeah, yeah. But it was. That's weird. You, you wouldn't think that heat would do that. Would be able to do that. I don't know. Maybe it's something else. Now, but then, but then, is David partially correct that? No. If. Oh, he's living. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's a visitor to our our show state. Uh, but the the ones that have been successful in this temperature, we can say that story. That you know, that uh, oh, what's what's Thunderbird? Let's say or or oh, celebrity. We don't know that they're that successful. Oh, okay. They're 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 showing promise right now. Okay. They, they didn't do. Thunderbird didn't uh, set any records for the spring. Oh, okay. You know, it had, we we had some some that people well, that, that people that had them and did some some did well, some didn't. Okay. Yeah, and they 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 certainly were not exceptional with the uh, oh our little mites, my, my spider spy mites. mites. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's that's another question, but uh, but then there then there. Yeah, They're, the gardener. Some gardeners really did well, and yeah, I kind of like. I like. I, I uh, liked them. They they didn't set a lot of fruit, but they they kind of moved fast and yeah, got ready. A lot of determinants are like that, but uh, plants are like that. The uh, but uh, since David, what did David say? A couple of weeks we got before it breaks. Yeah, the fifteenth. So that could be a month, but oh, let's geez. just yeah. But anyway, uh, if you're just intent on on growing some tomatoes, uh, I think let's see who was it uh, said last week weekend. Who were we talking to? Said uh, that they think about uh, potting them up uh, in the gallon containers. And I would say keep them in the well. 
they take the temperatures in the shade, but uh, they de they definitely should be kept in the shade uh, in the afternoon. Uh, even even uh, the dogs I have, uh, when it's over 100 degrees, they won't go outside. Really? And then when the temperature drops below 100, they'll go out and lay in the grass, the warm yeah. grass. Yeah. Well, I, w I was amazed yesterday. I went in the swimming pool for the first time oh, in two Lord. years. But was it, was I was boiling in there. <laughs> but I, you know, I wore my shoes out there and got in the pool and everything. And coming out, I decided I'd just walk up into uh -oh. the back door. Whoa, that patio! <laughs> I mean, that was savagely hot. And I was that, just amazed how the do that's not very dogs long. were putting up with not it. Not very long, far from the door. No, luckily. <laughs> because oh uh, yeah, I would it could cause serious burns for hmm. a oh, kid yeah. or a dog or oh yeah, well they uh, old person uh, old person there you go. Cease if Jerry had fallen down and now on there, he would have been fried. <laughs> <laughs> see him sizzling. Uh, but uh, people that are walking their dogs and stuff like that don't realize that. Uh, Oh, chair, I didn't. didn't. Dog, dogs can their feet, yeah, can, uh, be burned. We had that happen to one of our uh, one of our dogs that we were walking. And was a, uh, uh, he wanted love to love to go out walking, but and he'd come back, he'd jump on the pavement and run up down the road. Well, last Saturday and, there was some dogs in here that had like a uh, Crocs. For dogs, really? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, that's kind of cool. They better do that. He was just walking around, but they look like dog Crocs, if that makes sense. Huh? <laughs> dog Crocs? What are Crocs? I'm oh, gonna, that's I'm a look up those online. Like that's a I'm shoe wearing. variety. Like yeah. I'm wearing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But for in a dog shape. Yeah. Oh my goodness! If you search for Crocs for dogs, something comes up. Oh, they're adorable. <laughs> they're, uh, and I bet the dogs appreciate them. Even though it wasn't fighting it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Mine would just rip them off and chew them up. <laughs> another sh another thing that uh, we've got to consider is uh, fertilization of the lawn. And in Calvin's article today, he's talking about uh, how to handle lawns during this weather and uh, what to what to do. And it's a, but one one sentence jumped out at me. Yeah, be careful. Trace, you'll have to remember that. Fertilizer is important for lawn health in the long run, but it is not useful to apply it to in a dormant or dead lawn. Damn. <laughs> I was just getting ready to water, fertilize my dead lawn. Well, you, you be careful because uh, <laughs> how many people have we call, have called us mm -hmm. and said, "Well, I'm I'm going ahead and fertilize. I'm hoping that it's either going to be they're going to fertilize or they're going to buy new sod." Yeah. And then you say, "Well, what caused?" Now you know for sure it's dead. Yeah. Most of the lawns are not dead, but and if they are dead, you got to know what caused it or. He'll be dead again. <laughs> Some people just keep buying new grass. Tratraces, well, that's okay. But uh, <laughs> You mean it, 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 it resurrects itself, uh, the dead grass? 
I don't know. I, if he doesn't, the Bermuda I, comes back. That's what's. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I never quite get that when the cat's yeah, dead, fertilize, and come alive again. Uh. <laughs> doesn't work that way. You've got to have a live grass to take advantage of that fertilizer. Kind of like people. <laughs> You gotta have a live person. You can't have a. Oh, yeah. Never mind. Uh, all right, we're gonna, we're, we're yeah, gonna, yeah, be that, careful. Be let's, careful. Let's, Halloween is getting close. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we already have our boutique. Oh, ninety percent right. done. Cool. Good deal. I didn't. I I saw them kind of doing stuff in there, so that's kind of. You mean the big book? This big. Pl- no. Uh, what do you roof? know? We're talking no. the boutique is the is the Halloween. Stuff the, the boutique. Oh, okay, so it's we're not talking about this big no. metal structure. No, Millburgers always has all these cool Halloween things you can get yeah. for decoration. And hey, hey, you found hay? we found we have hay. Yeah. All right, how good? Because I wasn't going to say anything because I <laughs> I had do- hay, a organization donated hay to uh, our Uh-oh. my neighborhood uh, yeah. Halloween. Parade. The Calvin's hogging the hay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing. When's the parade? When is it? Yeah. Halloween. <laughs> oh, okay. So you can't use you can't use his hay. Well, we used to you know we used to do the Mitchell Lake thing. Mm. Oh, okay. And we'd have first we'd have the hay for that event, and then we then we'd go to the half the hay would go to our neighborhood, yeah. Dream Hill Estates, and another half. Go to other other neighborhoods that used it. Yeah. Let's do this. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk to uh, Trip, who's on hold. Trip, wait, wait a second. Well, you'll be up next after this on Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on nine thirty a.m. The answer. Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The answer, 210-308-8867. And don't forget, I visited with uh, Warren Remy over at Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control this week. It's always a pleasure to uh, talk with uh, Warren and find out what they're doing. He had a lot of things going on, but that's okay. He still can help you. He's like he's been helping folks since 1976. Uh, Spider-Man has a, a great philosophy in terms of uh, his uh, methods of handling your pests, and that is he uh, looks at things holistically. So not only what is it that he needs to get rid of right then, but what's causing it. Maybe there's a place they're coming into the house or stuff like that. And he was talking about some rodent control when he was talking to me about that. So uh, check him out. Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. Go online and read all the great reviews at GoSpiderManPest.com. That's GoSpiderManPest.com or 210-656-3721. 210-656-3721. Trip is on the line. Hey, Trip, thanks for waiting. What's going on? Uh, let me tell you, I've got in a kind of a small whiskey barrel, maybe 10, 15 gallon. Uh, I've got a, I grew a bay tree with the bay leaves. Yeah. And, and, uh, it's about two feet high, but with all this heat, now all the leaves turn brown and, uh, there's still some green in the stems, but I put, uh, two gallons with like one teaspoon of miracle Grow in it to try and give it something should i just move it in the shade completely because it's catching from it's catching the west sun at about one o'clock and going across so i think it's getting too hot 
Well, you go out and stand by it at one o'clock, maybe till five o'clock, and you'll you'll answer that question. Okay. Yeah. That's when five. that's when it's over a hundred degrees. So I want to throw in right. there two two gallons worth of water for <laughs> what you're describing is more like a twenty five gallon pot. So most of that water yeah. is going around the outside of between mm-hmm. the pot and the soil and not soaking in. So uh, okay. water, I would take a hose to it, and I'd fill it all the way to the top, fill it mm-hmm. all the way to the top, fill it all the way to the top. You do that four or five, six times until you stop seeing air bubbles. But I'll, but okay. also do the shade a little, little yeah, more, move, more move shade. It, yeah, move it to morning sun, afternoon shade, but uh, you got to yeah. water better, and you won't have to water as often. Okay. Yeah, my, <laughs> my son was a... I got some of these large uh, uh, barrel uh, pots over here that I was so proud of and uh, put some tomatoes in, in one and peppers in the other one. And he was watering with a water can. So he uh, he started out putting one water can of water in the plants. Uh-huh. And... Uh, <laughs> Then they, they got, the plants got a little bigger, so he said, I think I need to up that to two water cans. And uh, just, uh, just the other day, just the other day, uh, <laughs> he said, the tomatoes and everything are looking pretty. Well, he lost the tomatoes to spider mine. But uh, he said, everything's looking pretty bad. Uh, uh, that two can, two water can, uh, water pots, uh sprinkler cans I got over here uh, not doing the job anymore but it got so hot oh and boy so, so he that's why that's why you're seeing the leaves look uh, burnt out or what mm-hmm. you say yellow or tan or something well they're they're turning like they are when you buy them in a jar at the store you know yeah 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 well uh if your stems are still green, I, I imagine that thing will... How long has it been in that pot container? Uh, it's been in there probably about maybe a year, maybe okay. less. It's probably got an established root system down there, but like Trey says, uh, water it till <laughs> you think you're going to kill it, okay? Okay. So, and... and uh, well, Trace has got a little you, trick that he falls uh, the the bubbles. Yeah, yeah. Which is yeah. a is a pretty good indication. And c- continue that every at least every week or two weeks. Well, I, I would stick By your finger week, in. Huh? I would stick your finger in the soil up to your middle knuckle. If it's, okay. cool, if it's cool or damp, then you're okay. If it's not, check it again the next day, um, and water. Yeah. So I'm sticking my finger in there now, and it's kind of mediocre. It's not like what right, but you, you, would didn't, like. you didn't you didn't water well. So when you water well, you let it dry out up to your middle knuckle. Okay, got it. Okay, your water, guys, your water's well, just I'll, on the surface. Okay. All right. Good luck. Good deal. I'll call you on the fall with the tomato report. Okay. Good. good. Sounds good. All right. Okay. That'll thank you. Thanks, ma'am. That'll free up a line at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. I'm Milton Glick, along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Doc Hazlett, and uh, Dr. Jerry Parsons. 
Uh, and uh, you can call us and be a part of this show. What else is going on, Trace? Uh, we mentioned uh, David's presentation. We talked about the one that's coming up, part two. Part two's coming. Yeah, did you hear how David teased it? No. Oh, so, you know, he said, okay, that's, a, that's the last question, but before I leave, I want you to remember the most important thing, and don't forget this. Up, we're out of time. Tell you what, come back on September 23rd, and I'll tell you the most important thing. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. So, um, A teaser. A teaser, as we'd say on radio, but anyway. Yeah, he had good questions. A lot of asparagus questions is what I caught toward the end. People want to know about asparagus, and he had nematode questions. Oh, and pepper questions. <laughs> it was, I don't think you. Oh, yeah. I don't think David shares the same love of hot, 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 hot peppers that you do. Because <laughs> here, here's here's what um, oh, it was. It was in the public, so I guess I can just say it. So you know, I didn't. I didn't think this pepper. I'm not going to say which one would work well, but they proved me wrong. And now they've just gone insane. Uh-huh. They're making them hotter and hotter and hotter. It's crazy. And Carolina Reaper, death by pepper, all this stuff. It's just too much. So uh, he doesn't apparently share the same love of the hotter the better for you, I know. David said that? Yeah. Well, how does he react to it? Hot peppers are bad enough, but how does he react to the uh, those uh, snack snack crackers that are about, there's about six different Pepper flavors for yeah. those. We uh, had them here for a taste Oh, yeah, taste. the chips and the... Yeah. Oh, no, who brought us those? Lisa brought the, those. Those I were the... So. Yeah, those were the... Yeah, mine was the... Uh, what did I bring? It was the... It wasn't Carolina Reaper, but it was one that was similar. It was a Trader Joe's uh, potato chip that had the uh, flavor of one of the hot peppers that we... Uh, ghost pepper, one of them had. It was ghost pepper, yeah, or something uh, like I'll that. I'll try anything once. Yeah, I don't... It it was good, but it wasn't that hot. Well, there was a, a big article, and I think it was in the New York Times, too, about... So whoever was uh, uh, conducting the, the campaign really got a lot of publicity and coverage. Did you... Uh, did you ever try a penguin yet? Well, there's actually a couple out there. I know, but you don't want to, you won't try them because then it, that makes them less desirable for people to that, buy. That's, yes, that's uh, true. But well, mentioning that, the uh, we've still got transplants of uh, Ms. Nether's uh, Lejo uh, pepper out there, largest jalapeno on earth, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and they they can take the take the heat. Seems yeah, mine are. I think I, t- I told you that I I bought one, and it looked like it faded and was done for. So I bought another one to replace it. <laughs> and of course now I have two that yeah. are, are, are growing, but they're they're hanging on. It's the about penguins are the Joe. The Joe. Okay, but anyway, there's still some plants left out there. I think, and uh, so you can. Uh, We need a report on your penguins. Are the birds eating those as much as they're eating the the little ones? I mean, they're just... Well, they're bigger. They're going crazy for the... They're going crazy for those hot... Yeah, yeah. You know, the hunters always say, uh, let's see, when when is there a turkey season? In September or October, November? Uh, They have trouble... Shoot it, getting wild turkeys in in season that the meat's not too hot to eat because they've been grazing, they've been mm. pecking on those uh, the, uh, uh, the chili patines yeah, in the wild. They're favorite. I just can't. 
you know, you you look and there's uh, eight or nine more ripe ones. Yeah. And then an hour later, they're all <laughs> all gone, and the birds. Uh, <laughs> so if you if you happen to shoot some of those birds, uh, the, the the meat will be warm. Yeah. Well, hot. it's it's so hard to clean those English sparrows. Though. Oh yeah, English yeah, sparrows. Yeah. And you I, can, I, I guess I it's a what, taco a please. Yeah, know. yeah. Not, e- not even. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like you're doing speaking from experience. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, picking them. By, <laughs> by the time you put them in the boiling water to get the feathers released, there wouldn't be anything left. <laughs> like a guy told me about sandhill cranes when I first came down here. I was fantasized when I first saw sandhill cranes. That's so big. Uh, yeah, a big one. And uh, I thought it was geese down south, down uh, west of here, but it was a sandhill cranes. And I told somebody, I said, "You ever eat one of those, or or try to eat one of those?" He said, "Well, no, they're they're protected, but it's not. They don't need to protect them, because after that person shoots one, kills one, and uh, dresses it out." To eat, you'll never kill another one. Because there's no, <laughs> it is held, uh, they, they, they kind of got a lot, a lot of feathers and a little bitty body. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, that's, uh, that's the situation. Yeah, they do look, they look large. Though. Yeah. But anyway, the, uh, the peppers, uh, and that, that, uh, patine, Chili patine, uh, or penguin, seems to, uh, well, I I imagine because it's planted under trees by the birds, but it seems to be the last pepper that freezes when we get some cold weather. Well, and the production of the fruit is, uh, it's it's the highest producer, too, of all the ones that are at least in my neighborhood. Oh, yeah. And they're in every nook and cranny. There, <laughs> there's one of them growing. So, yeah. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. We're live here at Millburgers at sixteen zero four on Boulevardy Road. We welcome you to come on out. Just come in the two story for a second. We'll be happy to answer your question. Uh, we did that last week for a couple of different people, so it's okay. It'll work out. Uh, but we encourage you to do that. And uh, as always, even if we're not here, uh, Trace is uh, very well trained employees who can answer just about <laughs> any gardening question you can have. Uh, so you can ask them as well. well can I, or is, are we going to take a break? We're going to take a break okay. and get up with the news. When we come back, I want to uh, have Trace kind of go through the uh, butterfly inventory with me because the no, right, monarch are, monarchs are going to get here. Yeah, but we still got so, we've still got lantanas and things like that that right. can fill the gap. Back in a moment on 9.30 a.m., this is The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. All 
And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. Milton Glick, along with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Doc Hazlett, and your calls, otherwise known as Trace. You could be Doc Trace, too. Do you have a preference? Dr. T. Oh, man. That sounds good. Okay. Like Mr. T, yeah. but with a Ph.D. Yes. Okay, Doc T. Dr. T or Doc T? Doc. Doc T. All right. Uh, <laughs> what, what I'm waiting Jerry, for it is it seems the, to me this is uh, like a coup here. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. So. so I'm waiting for the for the uh, customer who hears the radio show now to come in and go, I need to speak to Doc T. Uh, got a question for him. It'll happen. It will, I know. All right. 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. There we go. That's a little better. All right, give us a call and tell us what's going on in your gardening world. Okay, Trace, what did you want to, anything you want to focus on or before I release the other docs? No, no I mean, uh, we've got the boutique up, so the we're, boutique. we're getting there. Um, the plans are already made for the maze. Are you pretty proud of the the new? Uh, uh, is that pagoda? What is that? It's whatever you want to call it. Is it an arbor? <laughs> I, I wouldn't call it an arbor. I would call it a pergola. Pergola. That's what I meant to say. What did I call it? I don't know. Okay, pergola. Yeah, Are you, you should be. It looks great. It does look good, but we still haven't been able to move back in because we're painting. Yeah, I know, but that'll that'll come to an end. Yes. Uh, Hopefully. Yeah, it, lo- it looks nice and. I understand that maybe uh, uh, there may be some things that the old pergola couldn't uh, do that this pergola can do. You mean like stand up and not fall down? Especially like around Halloween. Yeah. I'm not not going to. You're not following me? No, I'm not. Okay. Did we have uh, inflatables on the old one? Oh, we're not going to do that. Oh, okay. uh, Yeah, I don't know. Never mind. Oh, I said pagoda. They're telling me back at the station I said pagoda. I meant pergola, guys. Uh, I really, I meant to say pergola. All right, 210-308-8867. Call us with your pergola questions, <laughs> and we can help you out. So we are going to put misters on it. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, that's in the plans. That's a neat idea. We thought so. Okay. Put on it? What on it? Misters. Misters. Oh, misters. Huh. That would be nice. The birds are like that. The, be good for the plants. Yeah, and the birds. How many birds? Well, some plants, though some that we'll have to make sure stay away. Yeah. Oh, uh, do you want a do you want a plant report on my whopper begonias? I think we're going to get it anyway. So sure. Uh. Okay. <laughs> uh, only one is doing well now. The other two just gave it up. Well, just oh really? Yeah, that they, could be on us. They were. Well, well you just got to. They were whopped out. Yeah. Well, I'm sure most of them are looking a little beat up, especially if they're, well, if, like mine are under uh, shade trees, but the shade trees are dropping a, f- a lot of the leaves. Mm-hmm. Mm. So the so the um, uh, begonias are getting a little more, are getting more sun, and so they're getting a little beat up. But the good good news is that they're so tough that I expect. When the temperature breaks yeah. to 98, that we're going to really have some back. recovery. So now, Milton, uh, can we have that cold front pretty soon? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> let's delve into this. They gave it up. What happened? I don't Did know. Did it dry down? They, 
They got a little leggy, okay. and then the heat beat them up, and they have no f- blooms, foliage. They just have sticks sticking up. Okay. The sticks uh, are green. Well, then, the, the then heat pinch got it. Them? No, I thought so. They're still no. alive, so okay. pin, pinch it back and start feeding it. And okay. Calvin's right. When it uh, cools down a tad, they, all, they also, will start to rebound. And then when they get in this state, they also get more susceptible to... Damage from squirrels and uh, oh yeah, they're getting water out of them, I guess. Yeah, and uh, um, on there, and the, the squirrels are going lower and into the more shade. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then my Westies, of course, they're chasing them. Chase, they're trying to chase <laughs> them out, so you end up with uh, broken plants. But but the good news on the begonias are that they, uh, as long as they're stem or. Uh, some foliage left that they're going to generally recover. So, Yeah, that's why I was asking. It's pretty hard to kill a begonia. Okay. I can do it. <laughs> yeah. that, are you challenging me? Challenge, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll show you. Well, uh, it would, doesn't uh, sound like it's something it, to be proud it, of. It would take excessively dry for a long period of time. This is Milton we're talking about. Yeah. yeah right. Well, Laura watered them, but. Uh, you got to be careful now with no leaves that yeah. they would be easy to overwater. Yeah, so them. pinch them back and... And only water when they need it? Yeah. You know what is growing in the same pot, though, is Vinny's, Vinny's children. Doesn't matter. The Vincas are great, doing great. Yeah. Yeah. They apparently like this. I wish we had some for sale. Vincas? We do. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're on sale. I just, I just mentioned that? Yes, they are. They're for sale. They're yeah, on sale for go. sale. <laughs> At a great price, too. That's, uh, is it five for $10? No. Four I'm doing, for five. Four for five. Okay. So the, eight, eight for ten. Yeah. yeah uh, I thing. would like to get five for ten. That'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> the other way around. Oh, no. Now people are going to blame me when the price changes after August. <laughs> I was noticing, too. No, you know, thinking. I, I'm sorry, people. Gener- I'm sorry, listeners. Generally, we talk about the, uh, I, n- I never think of the, uh, what are we talking about? Vinca. Vinca? The vincas is being a great pollinator plant, but then uh, made made a liar out of me uh, last weekend because there were some. Oh, and and also in, in my uh, neighborhood garden, there there were some uh, black swallowtails on the vincas. Yeah, on the vincas, mm. and so they. That's pretty. Yeah. I imagine. Oh gosh, yeah, and they were on <laughs> the different colors. Big and yeah. Uh, they, and the white ones. They like the white ones yeah, the best. Oh, my sure. goodness. So it's seven, seven o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. I was here. Cause mm. We had to start painting before the customers Oh, yeah, before in. I got hot, so. And the bees were all over the purse lane. Nothing else. Really? This afternoon, they're on the zinnias. The yellow ones? Uh, well, they're all together, so I, I don't yeah. know specific. Uh, Chase and I had talked about this. There is a, a preference. There seems to be a preference for yellows and oranges huh. uh, for a lot of uh, the uh, pollinators. Mm-hmm. And uh, Trace, what did you what did you say? Something that there were some statistics that supported that, or did you know, something you had heard of that was consistent with that? But I was I was just thinking that we got. Finally, my orange zinnias showed up here, and then I also the, the yellow ones. It was hard to pass up. Oh yeah, because they're looking good too. But there, there's still some really great yellow looking those yeah. big zinnias there. If anybody wants to have a 
really quick reaction from pollinators and from uh, butterflies. And uh, I we haven't gotten a report yet on the monarchs showing up, but they should show up pretty soon. Yeah. I don't think zinnias wilt in the heat. And oh, they do. Water. Sure, they do. Do they? Yeah, they they're surprising. They look like they shouldn't, but they yeah. they do pretty quick. They they come roaring back though. Yeah, but even your even your uh, vincas yeah. wilt, but it's the cer- certainly wilt, not the same they'll, as yeah, they'll, they'll same as They're very drought tolerant. I guess that's what I'm after. Yeah, they they, they full sun and yeah. heat as long as there's plenty of water. Both of those plants do really well. Like I said, when we were growing them in the fields, uh, and they limited the water. Uh, that the, the the farmer could use for irrigation, uh, he, I said, "Well, just cut it down." He did. Vincas never blinked, and they were established, but uh, they never wilted severely. Or anything. did they have a, a space? I noticed too, if they're in a b- a bigger container with better soil, yeah, they're just pretty invincible. But and they do well in these tiny in our tiny little containers, but you still you have to be a little more careful on the watering. Yeah, you know. yeah. Like everything except the cactus, I guess. Uh, that during this weather, uh, you got to watch the water. Oh. Yeah, you know, pentas are real sensitive to. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, they they've kind of crossed. Um, a, a line there where you know every day practically you have to water them, and and they're also just like our our begonias, Milton. They're yeah, they're under shade trees and mm-hmm. places where there's more sun than they're used to, yeah. and that really affects them <laughs> much more than the begonias. I wonder how the sun patients are doing in this hot weather. Uh, they've they've de- already decomposed in the compost pile. Yeah, y'all are wrong. Huh? Good. Y'all are wrong. Ha! Huh. They're what? You're wrong. They're you fine. They're fi- w- would you like them to, to write that down for you? What's that? <laughs> You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think he was having trouble going in. It was just uh, didn't process that. No, he didn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> so they're doing yeah, okay? He, yeah, seemed to be so, doing right. It's so few times that people agree with him that it's hard for him to accept that. <laughs> yeah, Mark Peterson called the other day and said, well, I have to agree with Jerry. And Two or three times. I and all, all of us started choking and coughing. And nah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's, that's <laughs> well, I always laugh at uh, people. Uh, the Tex- people live in Texas say it's different in Texas. And then, then you take somebody from the north, comes down selling uh, something that's supposed to be sun tolerant or heat tolerant. No. I said, we're going to have to see that in Texas. But uh, I did see that with uh, 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 the petunia, uh, carpet petunias, when they first, first came out. Uh, I told... Uh, I told the Petersons, the people who were growing them, they planted them on their western, on a wet, that gets western sun uh, in the summer. And I said, are y'all crazy? Those things are not going to live. They did live. And that particular petunia became the 
widest selling, uh, most selling petunia hmm. in the world. Hmm. But it was proven more so right out in front of their west, hot western sun. So they're pretty tough. But yeah. anyway. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. You know, another thing that's uh, booming up a storm here at the nursery are the, the Pompeago. I mean, we we got... The what? The Pompeago. Blue, blue Pompeago. Pompeago. Okay. Blue Pompeago. We haven't, we haven't uh, promoted it as much as we used to, but it's uh, <laughs> still looking good, and that's, no. an, that's another plant that the... Uh, um, that the pollinators will take take advantage of uh, this time of the year. Yeah, my plumbago that's uh, below the hill in my yard lawn uh, put forth a, a pretty good bloom about uh, two to three weeks ago, but now the drought has gotten to it. So it's going to dry down and uh, be good, be dormant for a little while. Hmm. Then it'll come back. It's been been down there. As soon as we get there, maybe it's t- Tuesday when we get the twenty percent rain. That's <laughs> yeah, uh, Dennis uh, uh, sent me a little note said uh, he keeps up with the rainfall and said something in the last sixty or seventy or eighty days we've gotten. 17.17. But uh, anyway, we'll just have to work it out, what we got. Hopefully this, uh, whatever it is that's uh, in the Gulf that's coming this way will help with the rain a little bit. Yeah. Oh, they're up in the rain chances to 15, 20%. They actually decreased them. Uh, They were at like 60 and 40, and now they're at 30 and 20. Yeah. Hmm. You're such a pessimist. I, was, I, I blame. Well, I was happy. I was. No, fact, that, that I didn't the, sound happy. I put the, <laughs> I put the, uh, I tried to be like the weather people. <laughs> There's a tropical storm out about five thousand miles from here, and it may s- swing through. Uh, <laughs> it looks like uh, the heavier rain will be south of San Antonio. Yeah. Okay. Well, they need it in the valley. They grow a lot of stuff down there. We need it too. <laughs> Uh, also, I uh, want to ask Trace about this. Uh, Calvin wrote, apply the winter pre-emergent herbicide on or about September 1st among the weeds to be controlled that should appear on the label are henbit, chickweed, thistle, bed straw, dandelions, beggar lice, rescue grasses, and annual bluegrass. As dry as it's been and hot as it's been, I don't think annual bluegrass is going to be a problem. Hmm. But it could turn off rainy. You never can tell. Well, it wouldn't germinate until it got cooler and some rain anyway. Right, right. It's, so, going, to the, it's going to be the most prolific year, Milton, uh, <laughs> when it rains. Okay. So, uh, yeah, well, that's that's the way it used to be out in uh, West Texas in the in uh, a desert out there uh, in Big Bend when when they'd have rain out there they'd have wildflowers that they'd never seen before oh really that's kind of yeah. cool and uh, Dr. Warnock used to call me and say you need to come on out here now <laughs> and look look at these wildflowers it's the prettiest I've ever seen now that, that was 
pretty for Dr. Warnock to say that. But anyway, so uh, on our pre-emergent herbicide, uh, out of what you are, are we going to wait? Well, out of what you mentioned, I mean you, that was pretty big spectrum there. Yeah, uh, crew would be the only one that would do all that. That does ninety percent of what you said, and that lasts even. You you would want to wait to September first. I would go more by the weather. Yeah. Okay. That's so good. When we, we get when we, we get some temp- done that before. when we get some temperature drop and we get some rain because it's going to take both significant rain any rain really if the weather's cooled up the seeds will germinate so okay but ideally you want to watch the weatherman that you trust and you <laughs> want to try to predict it two weeks in advance but uh, suppose there's not one that you trust. <laughs> well, then you got to go with the one you the the, the one you <laughs> distrust the least. Yes, that's what I was heading. Yeah. Okay. Hey, let's take a quick or, break. Or we can just take the weather from Milton. Hey. Yeah, you want me to take the weather? No. What, what's your Texas Sage doing? Uh, actually, it's doing really well. It's liking this. We're going to take a quick break. Come back in a moment. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on nine thirty a.m. The Answer. To the bum 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 bums. No, but I thought you were going to do it. Okay, here we go. Nothing? It leaves me hanging. All right. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9:30 a.m. The answer. Trace knew it was probably for the best. <laughs> He's no Bob Wills. Is that no, what you're saying? Um, All right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Chad, we're interested in your question. You're on the air. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. What you got going on, Chad? Couple questions. Uh, I planted a Indian hawthorn a couple years ago, and with the drought and everything else, that thing is, hasn't died, but it's certainly not thriving. And I wanted to know, even in the seed, if I could feed it, or if that's a bad idea. What is it? If you could feed it's it. India Hawthorne. Uh, all right, so did it bloom this spring? No. No, it's like I said, it's, it's survival is in question. Okay, so what are your watering habits? Um, at this point, I hose water it about every uh, other day. Okay, so that's way too often for, you said it was established, right? Um, well, like I said, it's just a small shrub, and about a six-inch pot, and I planted it a couple years back is all. So that's so, fairly well established. So you should be watering much, much deeper, longer, and not as often. Okay. So that the root system on that plant is at least as deep as that plant is tall. And it's as least as wide as that plant is wide. And you need to visualize the water soaking down that far or more. So uh, if you do that, the subsoil doesn't dry out very quickly. The top does. You won't be watering anywhere near as often. If you use water, you'll you'll use less water in the long run than what you're doing now. And it'll be happier. Okay. 
What about fertilizer? Can I feed uh, it? I would probably do that towards the end of the month. We're already the middle, so yeah, you, I, I don't see why not. Uh, it's in the rosebush okay. family, so it, it should be okay. What can I feed it that won't burn it? If you water it in properly and use the right amount, it, it, anything that says for roses, uh, I personally, I'm I'm a lazy man, Milton. Yeah. So I have the rose food that has a systemic insecticide in it, and that's what I use. Now, did he have roses? Did I? Well, he? it's Hawthorne. Oh, so okay. So it's the same thing? It's, well, it's the like family. So oh, okay. uh, I would be doing the same thing. And... Uh, Hawthorne's notorious for aphids and stuff like that. So, oh. and what about uh, uh, notorious for not thing? growing very fast? Mm. Yeah, it's it, like I like I said, I can't see I can't see two inches of growth on it even. Hmm. Uh, um, so, what do I do it? Do I treat uh, a pittosporum the same? As far as the watering practices. Yes. yes, you have to visualize that root system being as deep as the plant is and, and the width being more too, and try to put a sufficient amount of water to to uh, to get that saturated, and you'll find yourself not watering anywhere near as frequently. Okay. So what would that be then? Once I, once I revert to that, would it be every three days, every week? Oh. What? So there's no answer to that. Uh, I've... I've got a big pit of sporum in front of the front yard, and I water that once every three weeks or so. My my boxwoods okay. have been in since the '60s. I water them basically once a month. Okay. Yeah, as okay. long as yeah, once they and, do, if, as long as that that root ball is is not uh, dried out. They're, they've got a pretty long tolerance. But plant, plants sweat very similar to us. So, you know, the hotter it is and the windier it is, the more water they're going to go through, the more often you're going to have to irrigate. So you won't use anywhere. You're always going to use the same amount of water, or, uh, but your frequency will change depending on the weather. Okay. So how, what, how do I water this on a weekly basis that I can spend that kind of time on it in other words, is, uh, is it a row of them or just one? I've got them in various areas. I mean, ideally, soaker hose would be uh, the the best way because you can turn it on for extended periods of time, and a okay. slow soaking is going to go down much better than if you put a bunch of water on top at once. It tends to go off to the side. And you can also comply comply with your drought restrictions too by using sure. A drip or a, or a soaker hose. Just okay. do, it, do it during the period that you're allowed to sprinkler irrigate. Sure. Okay. Okay, that's encouraging. What about uh, uh, the, the soaker hose? Somebody said that they make one now with with a kind of like a wire coiled up in it. Uh, I mean, who said that? <laughs> who no. said that? <laughs> so I, I normally buy a, a bunch of those at a show, and they come in in January, and there's no crystal ball. So I normally buy one case of 25, one case of 50, and one case of 75, and let the customers tell me what I bought wrong or bought sure. too many or too little of. Well, well, this year they're all gone. So Sure. Next year, I'll buy more and watch it rain every week. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we would appreciate that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, is that are they readily available? Uh, 
Soaker hoses. Soaker hoses are going to have them. Uh, you're not going to find the that the the I don't know how to describe. It. It's like a nylon, yeah. uh, collapsible uh, soaker hose. You're probably not going to find that much of anywhere. Okay, good enough. All right. Well, this has been very helpful. Thank you. You bet. Bye. All right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero. 308-8867 and toll free it's 866-308-8867 now would the tree hugger be a, a good tool for him that too? would be definitely an option for his bigger plants he yeah just, he has to open it up no that's you that's turned the water. it you turned it on and, and close it back around the plant uh-huh water that one sufficiently and take it off and put it on another one okay uh, and then another one, and then another one. Yeah, the what we're talking about here, we'll just take the opportunity to talk about the tree hugger sprinkler. <laughs> so uh, Trace and Millburgers uh, sell all three sizes of the tree hugger sprinkler, 7, 11, and 15-inch. It's a hard plastic sprinkler uh, that uh, is used to water the root ball or uh, water closer to the drip line. Uh, it's hard plastic, got a hinge on it, and this is where Trace was alluding to. You can open it up. And then close it or hug it around the tree or shrub. And then turn it on just a little bit. This is where it gets scary. Water the root ball or more to water. Sounds like a raven. You're in the splash zone. <laughs> yeah, I think so, yeah. Here, let me wipe off the computer. All right, thank you, thank you. And what Trace would suggest is that you do one, move it, hug another uh well, yeah. actually, my suggestion is to buy five or six of them, okay, and some Ys and split them. And do oh, them. there you go. Yeah, you can. Uh, but most people aren't going to do that. Well, actually, that'd be good too because you're not concerned about the water pressure. This yeah, is true. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, and it allows you to uh, comply easy, more easily yeah. with the uh, water restrictions too. Yeah, and get your get you one of those uh, uh, timers. Mm-hmm. I was saying, and uh, that way. You know, the water restrictions are, what, 7 to 11? Yeah, twice a day. Twice a day. Yeah. And so you don't have to stand out there with a hose uh, in the heat or don't whatever. Don't tell my do. wife that. Oh, <laughs> she does that? She does that. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, there is a water hose in one hand and a glass of wine in the oh, other. Oh, my right. goodness. Wow. More people would do that. See, she needs to do her own little class. <laughs> How to hand water in San Antonio. <laughs> Toward the a bottle of the end of the bottle. Now, what kind of wine does she recommend? Uh, I, I told her she should just rent herself out to the neighbors. <laughs> All she got to do is go down the street, uh-huh. cross back and forth, and uh, so she gets. Does yeah, so she get a new glass we, of wine at each neighbor's? Oh, probably, and then some. We won't tell Trace, but that's what we recommended at the program she attended that I told. Oh, her. I see. But it was Irish whiskey. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Mm. Have you had she Irish? does like some whiskey. Have you had Irish whiskey? I have. But, but Oof, and, you, and your she, opinion is? I'd rather have... Uh, yeah, me too. Yeah. All right. <laughs> you don't like Irish whiskey? No. Melton, you drink it all the time. Oh, that's because I'm giving it to you yeah. free. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's the free part that I like. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bourbon man, I guess, but I, I don't, oh. I'm, I'm not really drinking that much. All right. Anyway, we, that's not the that's not the purpose of the show. So we'll focus on that. Oh, so that's right. You'll find the tree hugger sprinkler here at Millburgers, yeah. all three sizes, and at H E B and online at treehuggersprinklers dot com. That's treehuggersprinklers dot com. Okay. <coughs> Sorry. Um, 
thinking about that bourbon. <laughs> and I, I know. And, and I have found out that feral cats like to drink from them. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, feral cats love them. And uh, I did not learn this about, I didn't know this about cats. Cats apparently like hot weather. <laughs> they they want to go out. You were talking about your dogs. Yeah. Are the ferals outside, even the ones that are used to being inside. Get me outside. I like this. We well, the, the dog, uh, like I said, when the temperatures drop below 100, uh, they like to go out and lay on that warm, dead grass that I have out there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good to the, feels good to their belly, I guess. Now, uh, here's something gardeners may appreciate. We're, 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 this is kind of has something to do with what I've noticed with our ferals, too, is now we have all these round circles of mud or dirt it's more dirt dry dirt in the yard and i have now been told that's uh, something that cats do to kind of they make it yeah keep cool yeah they make and and to get in their fur and to scratch and so they're they're it's not only cats the birds the birds will do that the birds do that too oh Oh, yeah chinchillas do that oh that's how i take a bath yeah, yeah the cats in, in yeah. like volcanic dust. But yeah, the, you know what? Uh, yeah, they're cute. I've seen them do that. It's happening that Jerry and I have talked about a lot, but haven't seen it a lot. But uh, right now, the hummingbirds mm. they lo- they love that uh, porter wheat. Yeah. So they're they're feeding on it, but they're also using the uh, bird bass. Yeah, 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 and they and they like that. They like the running water, and they they like they sit on the edge, and and uh, if you, uh, I, I know most gardeners have seen this. If you take your hose and your if you're sta- standing watering a plant like your wife does, and everything, the hummingbirds, without fail, oh yeah, hummingbirds will come and check it out at least. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, those those sprinklers that we used to I, use those. Uh, not pulsating. Yeah. Oscillating. Oh, the, oscillating. The, there you go. These are the... Oh, no. Oscillating. <laughs> okay. I just talked doing the impression. Yeah. yeah. You like the oscillating. Uh, <laughs> but uh, those oscillating sprinklers, which probably not very efficient since they're shooting the water up in the, in the air. No, I think that they were... I don't think people like them for that reason or... Yeah, they do. People who they they focus don't. on conservation. But the hummingbirds do. Oh, the hummingbirds do? Yeah, hummingbirds don't oh. don't, don't care if they're efficient. The, na- they the neighbor's like kids like Yeah, the neighbor's <laughs> kids. <laughs> yeah. They go running in them? No, oh, of course. Okay, and they bring their leaves over? Are they, <laughs> no, they bring the leaves over to your house? No, no the, the leaves start up at the top of the street. Okay. Oh. And work their way down. Yeah, and that that may be a way to, that may be justifies their use. I mean, they're, they're not as the most efficient, but if they're meeting the needs of the kids for recreation and exercise or for hummingbirds for yeah. water, then they may be worthwhile. I, I bet as dry as it is now, the hummingbird wouldn't mind sharing that with kids. That's they right. Not. They don't. They, they, they get pretty bold. Oh, yeah. And the dogs. <laughs> I, and, and I think you, you yeah. the cat, even the cats, they, yeah, you know, yeah. But uh, my dog, my little dogs will be playing around the, the, the oh, bird bass, yeah. the ones that are real low on the ground and everything. And the hummingbirds, it just doesn't phase them a bit. No. They're flying in between. <laughs> and wrens are, wrens are the kind oh, of the same yeah. way. I saw a little wren. Yeah, they just take them for granted that the, the dogs the, are going to be okay. Now, now, my wrens and birds and squirrels and every, raccoons and possums and skunks, 
are all. Of course, in, I don't let them in the house like you. Uh, oh, okay. Are uh, all enjoying uh, water water bowls? Mm-hmm. The uh, I guess that's the only thing they can get now. Yeah, so I have to fill the water bowls up every morning because uh, they're, they're cute. They've actually got a a schedule. In other words, that skunk comes at uh, 10, 10 o'clock, between 10 and 10.30. This is at night. And drinks, yeah, at night. Okay. And uh, the possums in that area, raccoons about then, too. But the squirrels come by at 2, 2 o'clock in the yeah. evening. And, and get any, in the afternoon. Yeah, in the afternoon. Yeah, because they're not get, out at night. Yeah, and get any kind of uh, cat food that's left. And and drank water. Hmm. All right. We're going to take a break. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. We have more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM. This is The Answer. There's a little bit of everything in Texas. Just look around and you will see. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Okay, give us a call. Tell us what's going on. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Lots of great things on sale. Oh, what you doing? Okay, go. Go for it. No, no, you go. Okay. We just told them about that. Uh, talking about shrubs and other things and Calvin's... Uh, this week in the garden, he takes up the uh, the, the story about hollies during this uh, drought and hot weather. said, uh, hollies are among the easiest landscape plants in terms of pest resistant, shade tolerant, cold tolerant, and pruning. But they also do not show a wilt before drought damage occurs. Hmm. which is challenges and require close observation during the drought. Well, if you've got a holly and uh, you've, you've been trying to water it and you're on rocky soil and all of a sudden it starts having uh, what looks like disease on the leaves or the leaves have yellow spots, that's nothing but dr- but drought stress and heat stress, but uh, that's that means. And I experienced this in my landscape forty years ago, and I in with Yopon and Burford Holly, planted them in basically in solid stone, and uh, all of, they were they were there about a little less than a year, and they started showing all these symptoms and I brought over requested every plant pathologist that A&M had and they came and there there's no disease on this or insect on this and so we we eventually figured it was water in that root ball that hadn't grown obviously out of that concrete I mean that uh, rock solid rock stone but uh, I started watering, put a, put a drip hose behind it. Every time I turned the water on, it watered. 
Rosales, and uh, they 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 finally came back. But uh, like like Tanya said, <laughs> when you see those leaves on holly turning different colors and yeah. think it's a disease or something, you may have it's a little late, too late. waited a okay. little bit late, too late now. Mm. But uh, we've been we've been we've been watering people, watering people. Now other other, I don't know if there's any plant that is as drought tolerant as holly is. <laughs> any shrub? Ceniza? Huh? Ceniza? Well, yeah. <laughs> well, it's drought tolerant, and uh, holly's a drought tolerant, cold tolerant, and. Uh, and water tolerant. Well, and also, also their their landscape yeah. value is so high. Oh, yeah. The count, Shiny leaves. Compact and, compact and uniform. And, and uh, we, told, we, we have been telling everybody, since we've had three or four hard freezes that took pittosporums and uh, mm. things like that out, Fire killed them all. Yeah. Uh, why Why are you planting anything but hollies? But anyway, to each his own. But uh, that's that's what to look, <coughs> look for on the hollies. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, it's, uh, they're talking about time to transplant things, thin and transplant perennials, such as... Uh, Flocks and oxblood lilies, which I doubt very few people have, uh, day lilies and daffodils, which very few people have. But anyway, irises. I I, I try it. The irises are uh, taking it on the chin in terms oh, of yeah. drying out. But the good news is. If they get get replanted and spread out, and they get a little water, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll come, come back. back. They'll yeah. come back. They're pretty invincible. I'm a little nervous about their uh, reaction for to the, the deer. You know, uh, in a combination with those freezes and the drought, and uh, the uh, uh, some deer were taking uh, were chewing on some yeah. of the. Irises, so we'll have. If anybody has a real, a good report on uh, on deer and their irises, uh, whether it's the irises survived <laughs> really well and looking good, or they the um, deer took advantage of the fact that the iris uh, were surviving and, and, the and so they chewed. Yeah, so they chewed up uh, some yeah. of the green. But you think about it when you. Uh, when you uh, divide ours, what do you do? Cut the tops in half. And so maybe the deer are just doing you a favor if they don't pull them up. That's the that's the a, problem. That's is, an issue. Yeah. <laughs> problem is when they're eating on them, they they pull them up. This uh, I was just glancing over Neil Spears' article. It said uh, somebody wrote in and said we recently brought a house built on uh, in the 1970s on property with very little topsoil. 
Really? I've never have heard this question. <laughs> With yet another really hot and dry summer. Yeah, that's that's right. We seem to be heading into times of uh, pr uh, prominent uh, water f uh, shortages. Is there a replacement for turf grass? We've heard that too. Yeah. Oh. Uh, lots, lots of lots of options. Go to plantanswers.com uh, for. Did the uh, and uh, this next sentence I'm going to ask you. From where is this uh, questionnaire person from? Okay, we'll be able to tell from the question, huh? Yeah. All right. In the repl in a replacement for the turf grass, I was wondering about clover lawn. Oh. <laughs> Or some type of creeping vegetation. Clover. Well, right? We had clover in Tennessee. You know, yeah. Lawns. Well, clover, clover someplace is not a bad uh, idea. But, yeah. um, you know, it's what are some Asiatic jasmine is uh, creeping. And uh, Ruelia, that's, yeah. that's, I mean, there's lots, lots of, well, several ground, ground covers that make a, Good replacement. Yeah, sad thing about my Asian jasmine that climbing the trees and blooming in the spring and beautiful like that killed every bit of it, every bit of it. Even the roots and all, huh? Yeah, I'll be darned. It ain't coming back. I've got this vine. I don't know if you're familiar with it, Jerry. Uh, <laughs> cat's claw. You might want to try a cat's claw. See there, I'm telling you, that's a winner. Ah, it's coming up now. Kind of an even. Like your uh, uh, live oak leaves. Yeah, there you go. You know, all the grasses are <laughs> either dead or just dormant, and there's that cat's claw coming up. And yeah, kind of even there you go. It's going to make a break for it. <laughs> one, of the, one of the days you'll hear the feel the ground rumbling, yeah. you know, shaking. Yeah, you don't want to sit too long on the ground. There. <laughs> you'll, be, you'll be wrapped up in the little claws. <laughs> And Neil answers. That's Neil. He's a such a nice guy. Says Clover specifically would not fare well in those conditions. Great answer. No, I would have said, "Hell no, fool." Well, that <laughs> fool. <laughs> that Clover be dead before you get the seed out. Because <laughs> they can't take hot. I don't think they can take. Uh, alkaline very well either. Can't. Uh, <laughs> Everybody thinks that that our uh, what is it? What is that plant that looks like clover? Oxalis. Oh yeah. Oxalis. Yeah. Everybody thinks yeah. that's clover. <laughs> is it a general suggestion in xeriscape water conscious landscaping is to cut back on the amount of turf you use and choose. Uh, the most uh, drought-tolerant grass for those of you in your landscape. If you have a, uh, you do do uh, de dedicate the grass. Some of us thought buffalo grass. <laughs> Neil, you after it, son. Some of us uh, thought buffalo grass would be the answer in the early 1990s. Is that when you wrote your terrible article, Calvin? I don't know. 
know when that when it was being brought <laughs> into the turf. Uh, no, yeah, that's you're, you're supposed to say it's not a terrible article, objective article. <laughs> turf market. He just when Jerry just replaces a few of those objective <laughs> scientific terms with yeah. savage terms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, we got Sharon on the line at 210-308-8867. Let's see if we can't help you, Sharon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful, thank you. What's up? What's going on? I want some suggestions on amarilla bulbs. Uh, amarilla plants. I got them at Christmas time, bloomed them in, and I still have them in the house. Okay. What should I do to them? Well, amaryllis? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Amaryllis. Well, the ones that they sell for Christmas are usually uh, not really well adapted to the outdoors. But uh, if you want to give it a try... Find you a uh, shady uh, eastern exposure uh, or Morning not, not a western exposure, and uh, yeah, are you? So they still got foliage on them, and they're in the house, yes. right? Yes. Have they're they grown any? Have they grown any? Oh yes, yeah. They're about two foot tall. Okay. Well, we're coming up in September. And so if you want them to bloom again, try to get them to bloom again at Christmas, you're going to have to take them out of the pot that they're in and let the root root ball dry and those big leaves at the top dry and and keep it dormant for a month or or six weeks or longer and uh, then uh, repot it. And it should produce a, another bud and bloom either at Christmas or just after. Okay. But, but uh, you, you doing that away, you don't put it in the ground. But if you just want to put it in the ground. Uh, put it in the ground where there's no deer. Yeah, well, well that's true, no too. Problem. Not a problem, Okay. Okay, give that a try. And uh, you might do a search for amaryllis uh, uh, on plantanswers.com. Okay. You can't just do, um, stop watering them, let them dry back? Yes, that'll, that'll do it. But uh, you want to permanently stop watering. In other words, you want them to dry down in, in September. So start Completely. now to stop stop the water now. Yes, ma'am. Okay, I could do that. Yeah, that'll that'll get rid of some of your foliage, yeah. and and the word is that you you do need to do most of this cultivation in the morning. What? Yeah, I couldn't. I I just knew he was yeah. in <laughs> amaryllis in the morning, Sharon. Amaryllis yep. by morning. I understand. Uh, yeah. I'm not a morning person. You've, Sorry. You, through, through the years and your involvement with Master Gardeners and the show, you've probably heard him say <laughs> a few times. Yeah, I've heard a few things. 
<laughs> thank you, Sharon. Thank you. Good luck, Sharon. All right. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Still have a couple of minutes left. So what else do we need to, uh, to touch on? Uh, I, I want to finish Neil's uh, oh, deal Neil's about uh, Clover. buffalo grass. Oh, buffalo grass. Right. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. Some of us thought buffalo was an answer. Uh, but we soon found out that Bermuda grass would overtake it. Uh, I tried one half acre of the variety uh, uh, in the 60s buffalo grass in sun in, uh, until within three years. It was hard to find any of it still in the in the planting. The area had been con- uh, co- contem- completely overrun by native Bermuda, even though I only watered it three times as it was becoming established. Uh, for that reason, I would sug- suggest Bermuda for areas where you really do need a little bit of turf grass, it will exist on very little topsoil. So uh, he's recommending Bermuda, and that's probably right. But uh, <laughs> he doesn't tell the story about even the guys at A&M when they were test- testing that uh, prairie bu- by the bu- buffalo grass. Mm-hmm. It was prairie at that time, first. Uh, is that uh, they were saying? Well, ours look perfectly green. No, oh, yeah, you, yeah, it's green. It's ours is wonderful. I said, what? <laughs> and sure enough, the Bermuda had taken it, and they had not realized it so fast. On that note, we're going to say goodbye for today. On behalf of the docs, thanks to you for listening, and thanks to everyone, Al and Mark, back at the station doing a great job. See you. Tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com